now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Morning Show, Season 3, Episode 5, Love Island is over. Show recap. We are just getting started. My name is Grace, but of course, I'm not alone. I need a co host for the morning show. It's Ariel. Ariel, how you doing? I'm doing so well. I can't believe we got this Love Island morning show crossover. It's so fun. Them on the island. This is a bad tease. This is nothing like Love Island. <laughs> Love yeah, Montana. Seems- that seems like not Love Island. No. Uh, they should all be like 21 and not smart. <laughs> Oh, smart. Yeah. I have a, like, if it's the UK version, right? Like, yeah. they have only one of them had the right accent in the whole episode. I think, you know, we talk about headlines uh, on the show a lot. We're like, we're like, what's the headline from the episode? But I think for me, the biggest headline is like the insurrection episode is called Love Island. Yeah, it's it's oh. not what you want. There had oh. been, you know, there had been a lot of not a lot. There had been like some speculation that we would get. We've gotten a flashback episode before on the show. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there was one in episode uh, season two, but there was definitely one in, in season one. Uh, I, and there was speculation specifically that it would be like 
potentially the January 6th thing because you know we already saw Bradley get her award at the beginning of the season I would have bet money against it like I I, I would have yeah, I, thought, yes. I thought them saying Bradley was at the insurrection was their way of being like we're never talking about the insurrection we're hand waving like, that yeah kind uh, of like Corey I never want to hear about this ever again uh, please leave <laughs> the idea that yeah the I knew we were gonna I figured we could get a a flashback episode which is a trope that I love and then, like, the episode is, like, almost done. And we get January 6th. I'm like, no, we're here. This is awful. But pretty good twist, yeah. if I do say so Okay, I, you, all, to, and I'm, I'm, it's just going to sound like I'm throwing you under the bus, and I promise I'm not trying to. But you had kept saying, like, the, the mysterious thing with Bradley and Corey, and it's clearly a death. And uh, I was like, I don't remember if they actually confirmed it was a death or not. And I was, no, but then I was I like, just seen it was like the hands, the, hand, on the bloody hands to be the sink yeah. that I thought there had been like dealing with the dead body. Yeah. Which I th I th I, it doesn't seem like how killed the police officer, but that no, you, he assaulted him. But I will say it's like a dead body because it seems like she yeah. completely just like never spoke to her brother again. And yeah. also, there was the mom who died. So there was a dead body in the episode. Yeah. Sorry to be disrespectful to her. No, that's fine. Um, okay, well, we're going to talk through episode five of season three, Love Island. Uh, make sure to subscribe, poshrecaps.com slash the morning show to get all of our coverage. Um, yeah, I think the headline is like, what did we miss during COVID? We do a flashback episode. And we stop in on three different points. We stop in on, I believe, is it spring uh, uh, 22? Or it's like... Uh, yeah, we start we start uh, March. Then we'd go to vaguely summer, vaguely fall, vaguely winter. Right. Um, we get we get time title cards for each of those. Um, we have Bradley and Laura who are in Montana and things are going well until Bradley is informed that her mother has COVID and then she passes away. She is going to take some space away from Laura and go back to um, uh, the city. Uh, she'll ultimately cover January 6th where she'll discover that her brother is part of the insurrection. Um, she ends up getting the evening news job sort of on the back of her coverage of January 6th before then getting subpoenaed by the FBI and revealing that she deleted the the, the video of her brother. Uh, Corey will cover up for her, but never wants to see her face again. Corey, meanwhile, is sleeping with this real estate agent, Selma. And this is mostly a plot point to get us to how did Corey meet Paul Marks, who also lives down the beach from him. They'll have a little chit-chat about sharks, and Paul Mark seems mostly uninterested. Um, Mia and Andre are, uh, we see sort of the beginnings of their fling. Um, Mia is going to reveal that she did sleep with Mitch Kessler as Andre watches the documentary that airs. Um, Andre is, they sort of have a spat. They seem to get over it, but Andre has to leave to go to Afghanistan. There is also a little bit of a BC plot here with uh, Stella, who is not doing well seemingly during uh, uh, COVID. And we, we meet one of her coworkers from Hyperion um, who tells her that she actually made the right decision to leave the uh, tech world and join the corporate world. And that's basically Love Island, Ariel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with some of the some of that Mia stuff sprinkled in that I'm excited to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I do feel like so you talked about there was a flashback episode. I, I think we did get this in in season one. They did a lot to show us like Mitch Kessler. Yeah, the this is the log. And similarly, Ariel, this is where they this is where they put in Las Vegas is the flashback episode because that's where we see what happened. Oh to, God, yeah. So I guess yeah. every flashback episode we should anticipate some like horrible some really true event. Uh -huh. 
not great. Um, but what did you make of this flashback episode? I I liked it. I I said to you before we started recording, I'm like, is uh -huh. this was this episode good? It's hard to tell with this show. Uh -huh. uh, that you know they dabble in so bad it's good territory a lot of the time, and uh -huh. I think this episode had like some genuinely great emotional moments between characters some great like I, I was trying to decide if it's easier like if we had gotten this chronologically which i don't want but it's like a thought experiment would it have hit as hard like you know either at the beginning of the season or at the end of last season or whatever like in this thought experiment it kind of doesn't matter the season part of it but i just feel like it's almost easier to go back and like assign now after the fact that we've had four episodes of interactions between a lot of these people to like assign and create this history which they probably had in mind right when they were writing the first four but like create this history and this like emotional impact point for all of these characters and have it like be super compact it's only like 40 minutes or actually it's like 55 53 minutes uh it's less than an hour and you're you're getting a lot of motivations from it and a lot of like catching up you know there's the bradley and and uh laura part of it and also the mia part of it i was really happy that there were moments of joy like i thought specifically seeing mia like dancing at home with andre was like really effective for some reason for me and um and the note that it ended on too with like the blaring emotional music as like bradley takes the 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 desk of like truth that their literal ad at the yeah. beginning of the season is like truth and uh what's the other word truth and i can't remember truth and trust like between alex and bradley and like her entire now career is like basically based on this partially a lie with the cover up for her brother um i thought it was entertaining and i thought i cared way more about what was happening here than i did in some for some of the storylines that are like happening in quote unquote real time that we're essentially going to get back to in the next episode and i was like oh no is that a bad sign that i'm more interested in this no i i i actually i i do agree with you that i think that the placement of it to do a flashback rather than placing this this doesn't i think work as a premiere it's a little like a it's it's really dark it's a really dark episode and i feel like while I, I don't know. I like the structure that they've chosen here. I was really intrigued by this idea of what had happened with Bradley and Corey that would, you know, facilitate a lot of the stuff. And I thought the idea of like a little bit of a mystery angle in a show that mm -hmm. has not really been doing that, I thought worked was worked well for me. It was effective in terms of not giving us what happened between Bradley and Corey until this episode, I think it's pretty well placed in terms of the season. It's, you know, as we finish the episode, we're halfway through season three. Um, so I, I liked it. And the me and Andre thing, I think, I, I, I don't know the, that too, I thought made a lot of sense. The Stella stuff. I feel like we don't get a ton of clarification on her relationship with Paul, other than her coworker who yeah. is so familiar. And I can't name Natalie. Her. Yeah. Natalie Morales. I really hope that this isn't the last we've seen from yeah. her because I feel like it's such a waste of Natalie Morales to only have like it would make sense to me right to like she appears in the flashback and then for for whatever reason she now if Paul yeah. Mark is like gonna buy the company she yeah. somehow gets involved or at least Stella reaches out to her she reaches out to Stella like I I hope that it's where it's going based on how much I love you know Natalie Morales but like <laughs> I agree with you that that storyline feels I mean I've said it before right like uh Stella is one of my 
favorite characters or certainly one of my one of the characters that I always want to know more about that I feel like I never know enough. Mm-hmm. And with this, I feel like it's t- I really need answers not a next episode. Like it's taking a little too long and up until this point it's been very intriguing. I think like getting now this flashback, we needed at least a little bit more information, not just like her seemingly it almost seems like maybe Natalie doesn't know the reason why Stella left like was it just that she had a change of heart about like the industry or about she wanted to do with her life or is it more that something happened with with Paul it's it's I feel like less it's less effective than the Bradley and Corey mystery that you already pointed out that I think works really well here's a reveal this one I'm like okay, I just kind of need to know. And maybe it's just there is nothing to report and it's just we're going to have to watch her interact with Paul. But I feel like it seems like they might be teasing at something else and I I need them to do it like a little bit faster. I don't actually get the sense that they're teasing anything. I I feel like the the thing that we, we know is that Paul is ruthless. And so Stella, there might be some like he's a bad boss and maybe in a way that's like more than just unethical and it's actually like illegal what he like or like you know whatever but i actually i think i disagree only because i think that also revealing like the paul stella stuff i think potentially i don't know i like that the focus here this is basically a Corey bradley episode and like interestingly we had an episode a few weeks ago where like hey bradley wasn't really in that one alex is barely in this episode she's interviewing two healthcare workers on um on on uba or the morning show or on alex unfiltered i think and so that's basically the only appearance of jennifer aniston in this episode in the same way that previously bradley uh reese witherspoon was basically like, not in an episode i think that's Fair's fair interesting yeah equal it out so i the thing i liked was that this was you know, mostly the Corey and Bradley um, revelation. And not only that, that really doesn't really happen until halfway through. Most of this is, it's really not until Corey learns that Bradley's mother has died and gets asked if he's going to mail uh, or a call. And he says, no, send flowers, but also like, don't have them say my name, have them say from your UBA family, which is a little bit harsh. This is a man who was basically rejected by, Bradley, um, in terms yeah. of he professed his love at the end of last, at the end of season two, yeah. So I feel like this is, uh, yeah, this is, I don't know, I feel like not great, uh, look for for Corey, uh-huh. and then basically as she comes back and they've been subpoenaed by the FBI, and he actually is in a pretty good mood until he basically learns <sighs> that she has done something, um, I guess illegal. It's pr- it, at the very worst, it's unethical for a journalist to have done what she's done. So yeah, I, so just, yeah. Basically, I I think I disagree. I I actually don't mind the that there's like this Natalie Stella stuff. Actually, that the me and Andre stuff is actually not. Super, this is so much about Bradley and Laura, and then eventually Bradley and Corey. And I actually think I liked that. So, yeah, um, no, I think it's it for sure. Corey. I mean, we've said it before. I've certainly said it before. I don't mean to speak for you. Like Corey is the most compelling character in some ways, or he has been historically for the show. And I think they, they, it, it works really well for them to now recontextualize why he has been acting a certain way towards her. And yeah, it was all kind of explained in the sense of like, he was rejected by her. Like you said, he felt rejected, which is hilarious because he's the one that told Alex about how like, guys take these things personally and and talking to her about Paul and like how, you know, guys have fragile egos and all that stuff. 
Um, I think that for him to have expressed his love and then he's acting kind of whatever, like we see him at the beginning of this episode, kind of like go visit her on set. Right. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's being, he's still being interested in her in a way and like seeking her out. She's like, is there, you know, she's very awkwardly is like, is there anything else? Um, and then for this, like for it, I think it's so effective for them to be standing in the house in this episode where, you know, this information is revealed. He tells her, you know, I don't ever want to speak about this again, right. um, which is obviously what she's asked him earlier in this season. Did you ever tell anyone? But then to think about when she next is standing at his house last episode or right. yeah, last episode for the upfronts and like having to sing for her supper and how he like right. demands this thing of her yeah. and that all that is so in the air because they're literally in the same physical space where it happened. I think right. it's, it's really, really interesting. Yeah, that is. I, I forgot about that. That last episode he's bossing around. She's getting quite upset. So imagine that comes to a head pretty soon that she's going to basically be like, you've treated me like crap and not just now. This is basically since I told you, like I'm not interested. She's like, shh, 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 shh. Oh yeah, because he thinks that she's gonna say about the thing. Oh, like, yeah. Don't be quiet. The FBI yeah. <laughs> I I did really like this reveal. I I was skeptical of like when we're in the insurrection. I I that day is just I'm Canadian, but that day is so vivid and it's so scary. And I think part of me was like, you know, um, there was another. Oh, uh, yeah. I think Succession had some episodes that were very political, and people were like, oh my god, it's so like these are it's such a fresh moment it's so real and visceral what happened and terrifying and scary um and that was mostly about the election of uh one uh, donald trump this is a different this is the insurrection and so i was feeling a little hesitant as it was happening but i actually think that it was quite harrowing this idea and i think to my knowledge this is you know one of the first depictions of the insurrection since it has happened in a television format and i feel like what i do think is good about having it is i feel like as there has been um as people are being uh, charged for this and, and being found guilty for having uh, participated in this there i i feel like we're already pretty quickly removed from like yeah like they were just there protesting for their rights and then you you know the depiction like the you know a re uh what's reenactment is not a reenact but like on a television show of like what it was at like what it looked like and what happened is absolutely horrifying um that this was like not peaceful this was uh and i thought it was bradley in the insurrection i definitely thought that this was going to be a show that was like as we said was going to be like we addressed it in that Bradley was there and won an award for it. And you will yeah. not see any of it depicted on the TV show. And I actually thought as it was going, like it's actually a pretty powerful scene of like a reenactment of what happened on that day. Yeah. Here's why I didn't mind it. I think I'm, a, I think I was coming from such a place of like, again, being worried that like, I would have bet money like you, I would have bet money against seeing it at all. But then there was speculation that there might be because of the flashback episode thing. I'm like, fine. But then my worst fear along that path is like, they devote so much time. Like, I think the worst case scenario for me would have been like the whole episode is that. So I think it's effective in how they very smartly kept it very short. Like it's a, it's towards it's, you know, within the last 10 or 15 minutes of the episode, it's not even that full time. A bunch of things happen after that. The idea that her brother was there, I think is 
genius because people, you know, again, you either anticipated that that the flashback was going to be in the direction or that like the dead body was possibly going to be her brother if there was a dead body. But the idea that her brother was there and they kind of put all those things together into one is kind of genius. And I was not expecting it at all. And it's a twist, okay. frankly, that I thought the the show wouldn't be able to pull off as effectively. And it's really tragic, like the way she leaves it with her brother, but obviously understandably so for a lot of reasons. And the the look, like the way that I am feeling like Bradley when we realize that it's him, because there's a split yeah. second where I'm like, okay, is maybe she's, you know, she just got maced uh, in at least one eye, if not both. So there's yeah. this idea of like, and she's kind of missing her brother and she lost her mom to COVID. So like her, his ghost could be haunting her. Yeah. But then very quickly it becomes apparent based on his reaction that it is him. And you're just like, holy moly. My one problem arrow can i say is that i don't feel like i i recognize hal enough to be i'm like i think that's hal is that hal i'm not really sure if that's hal i think that's hal. <laughs> i feel like i just need her <laughs> is that andre her. or is that i need, I need her in the second to just go hal like I, that's all i need that's all i needed for this to work and just a little bit better but i agree that the twist for me worked pretty well yeah i mean if you're you know you're looking at him though th throughout the episode and you're just like you know, clearly you're not compelled by him. Uh, yeah, he looks like any bearded man. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I think that's why he fit right in. <laughs> six, right? Because they're like, he would uh -huh. totally be there. Like, I want I want to be in the room when, like, the one writer realized, like, oh, my God, her brother is there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like I think it's effective. I, th I think that the one thing I am a little confused, like, I, the blood. So this is another piece where I feel like they there needs to be like a little bit more here is like the hand washing is the thing that they tease us with in terms of what is the thing that they are trying to hide and cover up and they don't want found out in the leak. And that's where we speculate on dead body, murder, whatever. I feel like, is it like, is the blood on her hand from like, there is a, like a, like police officers did die in the like it, 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 it during January six, but yeah. is this like she's help like that guy? How beat up the guy? She's helping the guy. There's blood. Like why is she like washing her hands? Is it? it I think I think yeah. it's possible. Again, they did like the flash frame thing early in the season, yeah. and you're like, oh my god, is that blood? I think it's entirely possible looking at it here. It's not that blood. It's just dirt. Like, right. and that it's like a metaphorical, like, like washing of her, hand. her hands yeah. that she now has because she's going to, she knows already that she's going to have to cover up this thing. And like, that's, that part of it is on her, right? Like that blood, yeah. so to speak, is on her hands. Um, even though thankfully she was there, like there's a world in which he does not to say, you know, he didn't do anything wrong, but like, there's a world in which he does much worse if she doesn't right. like on top of a police at that moment yeah to the to that officer so yeah that's the oh god the the we've seen it a million times like you know washing the blood off the hand and it's never it's never enough the 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 like washing the hand and then the blood is gone but like you're still washing the hand because like there's no washing off the the guilt or whatever the emotion is um it's it's rough and like i yeah. said it's it's a way more interesting twist than like you know, her brother OD'd and they have to like bury the body for some dumb reason, you know? Yeah. And what I also like about it is that 
the response is pretty reasonable. She's like, I need you to leave, go home, say you weren't here. Don't text, don't call me because I'm here. Like, don't do anything stupid that would implicate you being here. She deletes the video. And then when she goes to Corey, Corey, when they get the subpoena, I feel like he can understand why she did it enough that he will protect her and also not. He's so mad. He's so furious that she did it. I feel like. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's so it, it comes at the ultimate cost to his I almost said like their relationship, which they, you know, I guess you can just say their their relationship, what it was. But I mean, also, like he has to put to bed. OK, let's just keep the metaphors clean. He has to, like, kill this idea of like what mm -hmm. they could be, because now it's now it's like too much for him. Right. The uh, the thing of like. I'm going to do this favor to you. And I know you came here as my, like, she's kind of blurring the lines, right? Like she's coming to him as, a, as his employee, but not really. It's more that like, she needs his help and she wants him to like emotionally be there for her. Yeah. And in the moment he's like, okay, I have to choose now to like cut this other thing off this piece of myself, be your boss, help you because I want to help you. But that's it. And I think yeah. the, the it it's taken further by he like scrubs his entire apartment. He's like, I am now done with this Bradley thing. Like, yeah, I am cleaning myself off of this. And and that's it. I'm never gonna I cannot. I mean, who knows about the future in a future season, but like I can no longer keep putting myself in this position um, because that's the cost you know, of this help. And I think that's yeah. that's really, really fascinating. So once again, the bracelet, I presume that's her bracelet, but also like, it, I guess that's her bracelet. Uh, the, I think it's the, I think it's the, um, what's her name? The, the real estate lady. What's well, her bracelet? She, yeah. Didn't she like text him of like, it's. Oh, I left I my leave, bracelet at your my house. Bracelet there. Yeah. And he's right. like, I'm so done with all of this. Like, I don't, he doesn't even care enough <laughs> that's mean. to like, tell her. He just throws away this bracelet, that's which mean. is clearly nice and like expensive yeah. and probably real gold or whatever it was well, the houses and this woman is selling yeah he's like right 100%. and he's like i i don't care that's another thing that matters even less to me than the bradley thing now like that is just going in the trash and the way he very like treating it like it's of uh, something with COVID on it he like throws yeah. it away yeah. into the garbage yeah oh man it's not even a re-gift i mean he's oh my god i lost my bracelet at Corey's house do you think he threw it I mean, whatever you left oh, at Corey's house, shoot. just assume that he threw shoot. it away. <laughs> lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, uh, the other thing I like here is Corey's reaction when, when Bradley tells him. We talked about it a little bit. But what I think is interesting is more so the way it implicates him in the current times, if it comes mm. out, because what I like is that why does he choose to protect Bradley? There is a part of him that loves her, loves her, even in that moment, yeah, and I is willing it, to. He still does, yeah, and is willing to protect her, and also, like, he doesn't want to like what I what I really think they do a good job of, uh, specifically with Corey and what's been happening between Corey and Bradley, is the way in which because we were talking about. Why is he protecting? We presumed a little bit it was the 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 nude leak that was coming out, but also um, there's also this right the the like mystery, and we knew something was there, and it it seemed mostly that he would be doing something that would protect Bradley, but he's also been doing that to protect himself. So I like that the way that this reveal works now in the way that if it comes out, Corey knew about it. I don't know whether there'd be evidence that Corey knew about it, but it doesn't look good for him either to know that she deleted the video and him to not say anything. So, and what I mean by that is that I think that like in a show that's more about the romance aspect of this, he would be doing everything he can to sort of like protect her. But I think that what I like about the world that, that this show lives in is that you know, I talked about this a lot in succession and Dr. Amanda and I would talk about it. People would say, why'd that person do this thing? It must be because of X reason. And they'd be like, well, it might be like 50% X reason and also 25% Y and 25% Z, you know? Yeah. And, and um, I don't mean Brooklyn Z, but, or maybe I do. It's probably <laughs> most, I do most of the things 25% because uh-huh. of Brooklyn Z. But yeah, yeah. no, I, this idea that it's like, it, it might be 50% he loves Brad and he's willing to protect her. And it's 50% now he like or in terms of trying to stop the leaks right right and, and trying to get the and, and to pay the ransom is 50 percent. i love bradley i don't want anything to come out bad about bradley also 50 percent. my ass might be on the line if this stuff comes out yeah i think it's so fascinating to consider that piece of it right and like you're saying in light of this reveal like why does he help cover up her thing and i think it's exactly what you're saying of like and it's also that some time has passed, right? Like he was so hard in that moment. He says to her in, in this episode, he says to her, I don't want to hear another effing word about this ever. And he's so emphatic about the ever. And it just feels like in that moment, he's also talking about their relationship. Like this is it. Like, you know, we're, we're done. And the idea that like, you're saying the leak comes around and he kind of, he almost can't help himself, but like be that person that he has been for Bradley, like to yeah. help her and to protect her and to, to show his caring in this way. And I think that's a very human complicated as you're getting at reaction to, to everyday life. And that just makes him that much more interesting. Cause we see him at all times, just in business stuff in real time, like we can see his gears turning and like he's right. measuring things and, and trying to make the best decision for himself or for his company. Right. And here, 
or early in the season when it's the the league thing, it's like he's ultimately going to do the quote unquote right thing, whether or not it's because he thinks it's the right thing. Who cares? It's more for him. What's more compelling is why he's doing it and the emotional complexity of what he might still feel for her. I think this is really cool. Yeah, that's a good way to sum it up. That's what I like is that I like the idea of someone doing a good thing that's partially because he's done a bad thing and he needs to cover up the. So it's like, yeah, I think it's so fascinating. Yeah. Um, can we talk about how bad um, Corey is at small talk? He's like, whoa, sharks, huh? Pretty, you ever pretty worry well. about sharks? And it's like he's holding up a mirror to himself. Like he's the shark <laughs> coming to pray. Uh, Paul is such an incredible, think he was like, incredible what? thing. What's your name, Paul Sharks? It's like Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever think about how your name rhymes with Sharks? <laughs> He's so bad. And, and his was... hair, and the way just like his hair looks oh, so whack because of the COVID hair. Wind. They yeah, really no, well, nailed the COVID it. Hair oh, part and then the, it's like the, the wind beach. is like yeah. taking mm-hmm. all the COVID hair out to like the most yeah. extreme uh, uh, radius of beyond yeah. his head. It's so so funny. It's so funny, and and it's so funny too to like I. I was thinking about in this moment when he's trying to talk to Paul finally, when the real estate agent, RIP her bracelet, uh, says says to him about Paul, like, Oh, he's, it's hard to get his attention. And like the shit eating grin that comes across Corey's face, because I had a, I thought of very quickly, Obi-Wan Kenobi from, (laughs) I think it's episode two where he says, well, that's my, that's our speciality. That's like, right. That's right. He loves this. Oh, hello Corey. there. Corey, exactly. Corey <laughs> no, no. loves this challenge. And uh-huh. he basically says, oh, hello there to, to oh, Paul hello there. Mm-hmm. in this moment, but mentions okay. sharks. It's pretty funny. I do uh, like his line when he's like, you ever thought about getting the media? And Paul says, I hate television. He goes, oh, mm-hmm. you'd fit right in. <laughs> you'd fit right in. He always says the right thing in the way that like it was somewhat compelling to watch him kind of flirt with the with uh i'm just going to keep calling you the real estate agent even though you have named her because i forgot selma selma thank you i'm like stella no sales lady selma sales lady selma Mm -hmm. to like watch her say the right thing back at him and how like fun that is for him to like encounter someone who he thinks is quote unquote in his estimation up to par for him She puts the cell. <laughs> it's not even her real name. It's just like something else. Yeah. She's right. like, I gotta put cell in my name. Yeah. I gotta really sell this idea. Um, uh, but yeah. yeah, this 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 little interact. I didn't need this this Paul and Corey like intro, but I think it is interesting context for when we first see them talk in like the the sauna sauna room yeah in early this season and then like they have like their they already have their rapport like clearly they have had more conversations like this on the beach at least a couple of ones and for for also the idea that like maybe paul doesn't whether or not paul still has that house there but like when paul comes at the end of two episodes ago or last episode rather yeah he drops his helicopter helicopter, it's like oh i live here you know this is like my house he wasn't even going to the party yeah what the hell i mean he's obviously going to the party because alex but like he's returning home i think that's like a cool stupid little why did we blame uh why did we blame what's his face Last episode, he does everything wrong. <laughs> well, no, Yanko. This episode, no, the actor who's uh, like he's like Hellboy or whatever. We blamed him. Oh, remember? Perlman, Ron uh, Perlman. Remember, they say Ron Perlman doesn't respect the airspace. Oh, Ooh. that's right. <laughs> yeah. Shots against Ron Perlman. Wow, how dare they? Who, like Aaron? So I love speaking of like random mentions of real life people. Uh-huh. We get the mention here of like 
the Aaron Sorkin documentary about, yes. I don't remember what it was about, but uh, it was so funny because some of this feels Sorkin and like, I think they yeah. would, they would be happy to be compared to Sorkin in yes. any way this show. And, yes. you know, to mention him, I think is, is a very meta uh, fun wink there. Yeah. Um, well, we kind of skipped over a little bit. We, we get a lot of Laura Bradley, um, uh, content. We get them deciding to move, like ultimately Bradley's deciding she's going to go to Montana. We get these friends mm -hmm. who come over. They're playing charades. Uh, Bradley, I think, is basically added as a bad lesbian. <laughs> she doesn't know Liza Minnelli <laughs> from Cabaret. Right, like you could hear the gas. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and then obviously the sort of like falling out between the two of them as Bradley is dealing with all this other stuff. Her mother passing away and um, Laura basically telling her maybe. She should go to therapy and Bradley doesn't want to. Really like, really absolutely not. How dare you? <laughs> I know. I feel bad. I feel bad. It's like, no, it's, it's a reasonable awful. request. Uh, yeah. And no, completely reasonable request. I think you should talk to someone, uh, especially in light of everything that happened. I think, again, we have seen just like with Corey and Bradley here with Bradley and Laura, we had seen their interaction. I'm thinking specifically at the, at like Bradley's award ceremony when she got super drunk and had like the shortest speech of all time. Um, her and Laura are talking and they're talking very vaguely about Montana. And we knew that there had been an offer there in season two, but like to see some of it here, I actually think makes Bradley's journey a little bit more compelling. It certainly makes like Laura more compelling because she, We've seen a lot of the Laura that Bradley accuses her of being when she's like yelling at her and being angry and how she looks down on her and her family and all that stuff. But we don't see, we hadn't seen as much of, there are moments, but we hadn't seen as like much of her, Laura just like opening herself up, literally opening up her home, her very lovely home. They That's get a beautiful on. Home. Also her fashion is tremendous. The scene where she, Bradley leaves and Laura's mm -hmm. remains and she's just wearing like, basically like all cream colored clothing, but she looks incredible. Mm -hmm. I'm like, she looks incredible. Yeah, no, uh, uh, yeah. Juliana Margulies, great, great clothing wearer. Yeah. Uh, as evidenced by her entire run on the good wife, really. I never get complimented for how well I wear clothes <laughs> 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 every day. I do this. I do this work every day. Um, the idea and the thing that also st stuck out to me in this interaction between them is when Bradley and Bradley and her are talking and Laura makes that comment about, you know, the education system and how like people are uneducated. And she's like, Oh no, Bradley, I was joking. I mean it. And like, that's exactly what she said when she made the comment about the, about Corey's bed, when Bradley and her were talking yes. about Corey's bed. And it's like this time, even more than the bedtime, I was like, it kind of sounded like you mean it. Like that does not, I don't know if you know what jokes are, but yeah. that, your delivery was not giving jokes. Yeah. Um, I thought they were cute together. I think that like the morning cop, the thing about like the coffee. You gotta make the coffee, babe. You gotta make the coffee better, babe. Uh, I don't know. I thought they were pretty cute. And like, I think I'm team. They get back together. But uh, I do. I don't know. Is the is the money on the show in Corey and Bradley being together? Uh, Bradley also, I think for the first time in the show, does call herself bisexual. She says, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think makes a joke about wondered, but yeah, here, it was like taking ownership of it. She jokes that like only bisexuals get chocolate or something, something like right? Right, right, yeah. Um, so what do, what do you think? Are you a fair rule? Is the money 
in Bradley and Corey being together or are you, and maybe the answer is neither of these couples stay together. Yeah. I think, I think I'm not really keen on either of them quote unquote ending up together, but I think the way more compelling relationship arc is with Corey and Bradley because there's so much, unfortunately, because they work together. I mean, technically she works for him. So like, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's true. But it's so much more fascinating to watch them interact and still bump up against each other after so many changes in their relationship. Like, I think there's so much mileage out of where do they evolve from here? What else would happen that would make them like the leak or like the hack rather, what else would Mm -hmm. make them need to interact and need to uh, communicate about certain things? Certainly that they kind of agree that they were never going to communicate about again. Yeah. Um, all right, you want to talk about me and Andre? Um, I feel like once again, very we're in Love Island. I love yeah. it. This is the true Love Island for me. I agree. Like to see Mia so happy when she's going home. Like she's, in the, they have like this cute little montage. They're dancing. They're in bed together. They're just living life. And especially during quarantine, like this is there wasn't a lot to do. Uh, and. I really just love this scene and it kind of took me by surprise how much I liked it. And it's not because Andre is doing pushups. It's because again, like I said, Mia is. I don't know if you want to know why I like this. Scene. So happy. <laughs> Andre was doing pushups. Here. <laughs> um, he, and just to see, like we have seen her sleep in the office, right? Yeah. Like yep. in this season and, you know, it was kind of like the job, the job, the job demands it. And here to see the genesis of it. I mean, you know, unfortunately it all goes, it all goes a little to shit for a variety of reasons. Like Mia is very understandably in a very emotional place in 2020 because of all the protests, yeah, because of the George protests, Floyd. Yeah. And dealing with that. And like, I love that like conversation. Well, it wasn't really a conversation, but I love that like question that she asks him of like, is will the country ever get better? And he's, mm-hmm. He's not even from here, right? Like he's he's white, but he's from uh, the UK, seemingly, unless I have my accents wrong. I think he's and here. he he can only give his perspective, which isn't much, but like he's at least there to to comfort her. And then he goes out and gets drunk, and she was like, "I don't want to get COVID from you," which is very understandable because she has like a quote unquote very important job. It's certainly important to her, and she leaves and like for us to get the emotional part of why she kept it like makes so much sense to this point that you made a little bit earlier about like the human part of like why we make decisions of like how she would just it would be very easy for her to just continue to sleep there because she doesn't want to go back to her empty apartment it's it's sad yeah i i think this is another interesting story in the sense that i think this would be very complicated although i feel like Andre should maybe give Mia way more of the benefit of the doubt about, I mean, she reveals that she was in love with Mitch Kessler. Right. And it's like, he's worried that she was abused by him. Right. Or like harassed. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, no, like actually I was like fully in love with him. And I feel like that is maybe complicated to parse out in terms of like the person you are interested in loving somebody who is seemingly a bad person. I think that that's that's like fair, but I don't think it's fair to put it on the person, right? Like, I think this is like 
I mean, maybe you got to go to therapy and you talk to your therapist about it rather than. Well, he went to what he thought therapy would be for him. He went to <laughs> three he didn't go to one bar, Grace. He went to did, three. And the way he like sticks out his fingers and he's like, three bars. <laughs> three bars. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Mitch part is so interesting because, again, it's like this Mitch thing rearing its ugly head yeah. on the show. And like, is he who knows what he's thinking? I mean, at best it's complicated, right? Is he thinking like a person who could love this kind of person? Why does she love me? What does that say about me? You know, that's if he's even like half as self-aware as he seems to be, but otherwise it's just messy and weird and, and complicated. And he obviously doesn't want to like probe her with too many questions, which I think is very fair and very sensitive, but then also he's not really, going up he's not really getting his feelings out which are totally normal and valid to, yeah. for him to have a reaction to it but he's not manifesting them in a healthy way he is going to do apparently one of the things he does best which is drink too much at three different bars seemingly this their relationship ends in a rocky place but they seemingly are in a better place but it's interesting in terms of the timing that now their relationship might be in a rocky place again because last week mia okayed the photos being released while yeah. before he had a said that he was in a safe place worst so, case scenario he's dead yeah he Best might just be dead scenario he's gonna be pissed because he's gonna like yeah you know have no if he did get away he's gonna be like oh but i saw that you had released the pictures while i was still in danger and i was really really scared you always choose your job yeah one thing i did i th i thought of us grace while i was watching the episode oh you would die and i was oh. like wow podcast uh when she's like there was oh, god now i don't remember <laughs> there was this piece of like oh yes when he's asking her it's, it was about the Mitch thing and like, how can you continue to work there? Yeah. And like you and I talk about this sometimes of like how we continue to work at Post or the building <laughs> <laughs> and how monstrous of a place this is to work. <laughs> throw Josh Wiggler under the bus like that. Yeah. So, oh my God. God. I'm so sorry to just air out on Charlie's dirty laundry here. Josh, we love no, you. But the... <laughs> Let's, mm -hmm. Let's include him in the show notes. <laughs> the way that he questions, like, how can you still be there? And yeah. her answer of like, you know, sometimes there are, I have people there, like there, it's possible to try to make a place better. And that, that to be, whether you think that it's a misguided idea or not, or like are, are institutions like this even capable of change, but like she believes, and we have seen her, I think this is very true of her character, which is why this piece of dialogue between them is compelling. Like we have tried, we have seen her try in her very limited ways because of her role and lack of power to make change, to make life better for people that she cares about, for her family, right? She's literally sleeping at this place now. It is her home. She doesn't have a home to go back to really mm -hmm. in any emotional way. And she's trying to make this family, this home for her family better, even if it's misguided and, and stupid, I think it's sweet. I just love how much more we're getting from Mia this season, like so much more of her Same. emotional reality, because I think that um, Karen Pittman is such an incredible actress. And, you know, before this, we haven't gotten given her too much to do. So yeah. uh, that made me happy. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's jump into the aerial view, if that's okay. We did talk a little bit about Stella and yeah, uh, which is which is like my permanent aerial yeah. view segment yeah. person. But I think so. Like, I it feels like the Paul Stella thing is going to come to a head, right? Like, yeah. it has to be now that he has been introduced 
quote unquote, to the company, seemingly, we, we're not sure, but based on how last episode ended, it seems like this thing is either gonna, if not go through fully, can start to go through, right? Like there's gonna be a process that has to begin. And like, if they are, I'm so fascinated to watch them finally interact, hopefully that happens soon, because I think that that's gonna be really telling how her body, like, I mean that in the sense of like, how we watch her react, right? She like, was doing very good yoga. She was on her head. She was. Oh my God. Speaking of wild hair, Corey, when her hair, like she's upside down and it's just like, <laughs> it was so funny. It's pretty good. Like, wow. I love this. You're just, you're just such an actress, Greta Lee. You're just like letting your hair fall. Her. You don't even care. I love her. Um, yeah. I, again, I'm not, I don't think there's much in my report this week to add, but like, it does yeah. feel finally like, like I started to feel before the last season of Game of Thrones, before it all went to hell, like all of the these two characters are like yeah. basically in a on a collision course towards each other. And what is that going to mean for our dear Stella? Yeah. Uh, Stella also rightly, uh, there's two, a few moments with Stella. One is where she's like, yeah, I think maybe airing the Mitch Kessler <laughs> documentary as people are like dying from COVID and there are protests in the world about inequality. I don't think they care about seeing the other side of Mitch Kessler. Yeah, so maybe not in this moment, huh? Italian villa. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's, I think, I think I agree with that call. And then when she's zoned out in the meeting, well, I've never felt somebody so hard at a television show in terms of like, I, we've all been there still in a meeting where it's like, I am pretty zoned out right now. <laughs> no. Is it bad? <laughs> she was like, how bad is I it? I do like what Corey's like, Corey's like, this one is pretty important. Actually. I do need, like sometimes you can zone out, but I do need you right. to in on this one in particular about how much money we're not making at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, my arrow view, I like to go the opposite. And I know I already talked about Corey's bad small talk, but I did forget to mention one thing. And this is a treat because there's not really much else like for me that's like super funny-ish from this episode. It's pretty intense. But I forgot that, that also Corey tries twice to make small talk about specifically climate change, which he watches an interview earlier about Paul doing an interview about climate change. So it's not just the sharks. He's like, I bet they'll, you know, did you know they've been around for 40 million years or whatever? Like they'll be there. They were there yesterday and they'll be there tomorrow. And I bet we won't. And then also he's like, I think I have like 50 years before my, my house gets swallowed by the beach, you know, the water. And Paul's like, you should have yeah. bought a boat. <laughs> should have bought a boat. He's like, oh, At yeah. every turn, Paul is like <laughs> getting like the last zinger in and like wanting to turn the page and walk away. It's oh, very funny. It's very good. All right. So that's my aerial view. Let's do the leaderboard. You want to start with MVP or LVP, which is easier this episode? Oh, I think. LVP. Okay. Do I you have a? Al. I think. <laughs> I think that's right. That dude went to the interest direction. I think we'll double. He, and then, like his his reasoning, he's just like, oh, you know, my buddies, we're gonna come. So I just can I? I, I didn't think. Yeah. This, <laughs> this is three episodes in a row. And we're in total agreement on our LVPs uh, from Yanko last week. I do want to shout. I will not name you unless you want to. Next week, I'll give you full credit for this because I I don't know if you want this, but there's a comment uh, that we got that said. Oof, that restaurant scene was disgustingly disgusting. But would I look the table for twenty thousand dollars? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I feel you. I feel you. Listen, it's hard when you see all the zeros. You know. Uh, I'll agree. I'll give Hal, who literally did an insurrection, <laughs> so give him the LVP points, which ties him from the top of the leaderboard with Yanko and Zach, the ad guy from last episode. Wow. Um, all right, the MVP then. Who's getting the MVP oh. for you? It's hard. It's got to be Yanko. No, I'm kidding. We didn't have Yanko this episode. <laughs> I was ready to laugh at Yanko. I'm always is, ready to laugh I know. At Yanko. This is a pretty, like, everybody kind of has, like, 
at least one bad moment within their good moment i think yeah i think i'm gonna go yeah i think i'm gonna go mia just yeah and not that she does anything like heroic or like worthy of praise but again i just loved seeing that joy from her that we so rarely get to see and it was really sweet to have her like try to live this life with andre however short-lived it was yeah she got a piece of my heart all right can i make a bold mvp choice i think not as bold as like we run a show where like we've had much more controversial mvp but I feel like everybody in this episode, even if like Stella, ha- I don't think Stella really has a bad moment, but I don't know that she has like a great moment. Like, yeah, she- you know, I try to give Stella a point every time and I'd like this time I can't really spin it. Everybody else has like a good moment and a bad moment, except for Alex, who interviews frontline healthcare workers. <laughs> and really goes straight. But despite barely being in the episode, I think I'll give my MVP point to Alex, who's doing great work on Alex Unfiltered. This is incredible. I love this. We literally only see her on TV, which is such a with like, Anna Mass. So we don't even know that that was Jennifer thing, Aniston. Right? It could have been anyone. It could have been <laughs> saleswoman. Saw. Don't tell me because I'm gonna get it. Her name is like Sale Sa- Selma. Selma. She's gonna. It could have been Selma. Your your mama's gonna purchase something because she's selling. She's Selma. Can I say? I uh, I have this bracelet, Grace, that I just found in the garbage that I'm selling. What, what do you think of Corey's pickup line, COVID pickup line? Of like, can I see you? And then and then it's like, but actually your face, because you're wearing a mask. Can I see you? It's <laughs> I will, I will commend his hi. I was like, oh, that's good. Yeah, like that's I'm good. seeing your face, so I'm gonna say hi. It's pretty smooth. I think I'm missing an episode worth of points, but thus far, Christine, me, and Alex are at the top of our MVP leaderboard. Yeah, so, women coming in strong. And then all the LVPs are men. <laughs> <laughs> Yanko, Hal, and Zach. So, yeah. Oh, Yanko. I hope I see you next week, Yanko. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's, it's so weird that in the flashback episode, we didn't get Yanko because he lives in the past. Oh. (laughs) Oh. All right. Ariel, in the meantime, before we come back next week, what else you got going on and where can people find you? Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Um, I am on Twitter, always retweeting everything that I'm covering. If you're ever wondering, at that other Ariel, I'm, you know, covering Tales from the Loop with you, covering movies uh, with you and uh, DM Billy. I should correct myself. Covering movies with you, Bush Recaps Theater, and uh, just finished up Sex Education, which had, in my opinion, a wonderful series send-off. Like the TV show or... (laughs) I went for my sex education certification. <laughs> no, the Netflix show Sex Education. Just checking. Which uh, no one will be surprised to hear. Got me emotional, made me cry. Mm. And I love the ending. Frankly, I thought it had a yeah. way better ending than I thought the show could pull off. So oh, interesting. there you have that. All right, fun. Um, yeah, in addition to everything you're mentioning, I'm also thinking about Rome every single day with one DM Philly. We're doing a Rome rewatch. It's the fall of Rome. Ariel, so are you surprised so far like that Rome is falling? <laughs> Actually, I mean, we're not even there yet. The Roman Empire doesn't exist so far in the episodes that we've watched at the show. It's a republic still. So um we I'm also doing full spoiler recaps. There's a trailer out last week, and I believe next week we should have Jess and I should have our first episode. And Ariel, um, you're familiar with some of the content we're doing. We're watching The Continental from the World of John Wick. That's the official title of the wow. show, The Continental Colon from the world of john wick yeah if it has a long i've seen it online it has like a long acronym because of all those words that you just said tcf t something something tcyb J dubs <laughs> uh also our flag means death has returned uh to hbo uh 
to when you're listening to this, it will come out tomorrow and we'll have recaps of the first three episodes. So check that out with Sarah Cardine and Brooklyn Zed. I'm on social media at High from Grace or at Go for Grace, depending on some of these new ones, although I don't use them that often. Um, and we'll be back next week with another episode of The Morning Show. Until then, have a good morning. Morning. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the chumba life is for everybody so go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.